Time for the Milwaukee Health Briefing. We're joined by Dr. John Raymond. He's the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Raymond, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, good day, John. All right, so I had COVID last week, and I had almost no symptoms. So my wife was recovering from pneumonia, long story short. I started to feel a little short of breath, and I was losing my voice. So I went to the doctor because I didn't want to make sure I didn't have pneumonia. My doctor actually said, we're going to test for everything, but I'm sure you don't have COVID. You don't have any of the symptoms. So I was getting ready to come into work. I was in the parking lot here, and my doctor called, and he said, are you at work yet? And I said, no, I'm not. And he said, well, don't go into work. You have COVID. I said, man, I don't have hardly any symptoms. So here's where my question comes in, because then as I told people that, I had a couple idiots who made comments to me like, see, the vaccine does a lot of good, one person in particular. My response was, I have almost no symptoms, and I'm fine, and I didn't go to the hospital, and I think that's because of the vaccine, and so that's kind of the point of the vaccine. Can you talk about the role of the vaccine and how it can minimize the severity of COVID? Yeah, uh, thank you, John. First of all, I'm glad you're well. Thank you. Um, and yes, there's a lot of confusion about what vaccines are for. Early in the pandemic, the idea of the vaccines was to prevent hospitalizations and death. And the vaccines did that from the very beginning in a very effective way, almost unprecedented. They also were found early in the pandemic to reduce the likelihood of transmission, not prevent it, wasn't an impermeable barrier. Uh, as we had more and more infectious and contagious viruses emerge during the, the pandemic, the variants, um, the effectiveness at blocking transmission went down. Um, but still, the protection that you get from bad outcomes is extraordinarily robust. And so the more vaccinations or shots that you've received and that if you've been infected before, you have some residual protection from bad outcomes. Can it also protect against long COVID, too? Do we know Uh, that? We don't know 100%, but there is emerging evidence that the vaccines do provide some protection against long COVID. So I feel blessed that I didn't get very sick, but I was irritated because I had to miss work, and I felt good enough to go into work. But the responsible thing, obviously, was not to come to work, and I followed the guidelines and all of that stuff. So my question is, when's the next booster due? When can I get that? Because I want to give myself the best chance of not catching it again because I don't want to miss work or put other people in jeopardy. Yeah, really good question, and I know that the FDA and the CDC are consulting with experts now. We're six months out from people having the um, modified boosters, and we know from previous experience that that's around the time when the um, the strength of the immune response that you have from the vaccine or a previous infection starts to diminish, although we don't know that for sure. Um, and so I'm guessing that there will be a recommendation shortly for people to get another booster um you think it'll be for for ages like all ages i think it'll be for vulnerable people so there may be an age so like um, in the past but people that are immunocompromised have cancer kidney disease and whatnot Mm -hmm. Uh, amy has a couple questions related to the supreme court it's good to revisit this stuff though on covid as tired as people are of it but we are watching a supreme court ruling now on the abortion pill which is difficult to say (laughs) so i'm just going to call it the abortion pill Um, I want to talk about it because people are still very confused, and this has only added to the confusion. So for people seeking health care who want to know, uh, half of adults, two out of five women of childbearing age, are still unsure if medication abortion is legal in their state. So I just wanted you to give us a quick education on uh, this is not the same thing as Plan B, right? Right. This is medical abortion. Can physicians still prescribe it today? Yes. Although... Um, one of the problems is there's a lot of uncertainty just because of dueling 
um, court rulings, and this may need to be resolved in the Supreme Court. Right. So it's at the there's a stay right now, and it's still available. It but so it's that ruling is coming probably this week. So yeah. So you were telling doctors when you're a healthcare provider, you say to your system, you can still do it. Are you literally watching these rulings? How do you respond to that? Yes, everybody certainly is, is watching yeah. the rulings, and physicians want to make sure that they can provide the broadest um, available legal care. Right. And so that uncertainty causes issues, and so it's being watched. But for now, yes, you you can obtain uh, mifeprestone um, from your doctor. But you cannot obtain an abortion. I mean, some women are still very confused about this, right? Like, in other words, like a medical, a, a, a surgical type of intervention. Is that right? Yeah. In these in the state in there, Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, yeah. there are very few exceptions, very few exceptions where the life of the mother is where the life of the mother is in jeopardy. Yeah. But for medical abortion, yes. And so for or a miscarriage care type of thing. Right. And mifepristone is used for miscarriages mm-hmm. as well. And actually, in some cases, it's used to treat diabetes associated with Cushing syndrome. So it has non-abortion indications as well. Like off-label things. Yeah. Okay. Dr. John Raymond with us on WTMJ. I want to move back to COVID for a second. We're constantly talking about variants that are out there. There's another one that's gone through India. And the symptoms seem to be different. Are, are the symptoms evolving for some of the strains also? Yeah, they are. And, you know, the virus continues to reinvent itself and become more and more contagious. Fortunately, it hasn't, up to this point, become more lethal. But there is a relatively new variant called Arcturus that did start in India and now is circulating throughout the United States. And what's different about it, it has many of the same symptoms, but it also has pink eye or conjunctivitis, itchy eyes that Hmm. are associated with it, which is a new symptom. Is it here in the United States? It is here in the United States. Yeah. Would it have been circulating in the fall? Uh, Probably not. It's it's only recently been uh, detected and sequences here in the U.S. And again, like any new variant you you wonder if it's going to be more severe or cause more death and at least in india it looked like this might be a problem in terms of more hospitalizations than we were seeing with the omicron variants but we really won't know until more people here get that variant and we also have another um fungus to be concerned about it's canada aureus Mm -hmm. and how do you contract this and should the average person be concerned Yeah. So um, the CDC um, usually puts warnings out about new Medicaid or uh, new um, infectious agents uh, that might cause problems. And so Canada auris is a fungus that is generally spread within hospitals and um, long term nursing facility. Uh, And what what's troubling about it is that it doesn't respond very well to some of the three major classes of antifungal drugs that we have available. So do we can, have we have antifungal drugs? We do. Are they like good weapons? Um, they're not great. Yeah. Some of them aren't. Yeah. But, um, you know, we do have three classes that generally are effective. And so what I would say is the general public shouldn't worry about this. Um, it's important for your healthcare provider and your hospital laboratory to be aware that this is a potential problem, and then they can do a specific culture to make sure that you don't have that. And if you do, and they see it. They can do sensitivities. What would the symptoms be, just quickly? Um, you can have ear problems, wound infections, bloodstream infections, urinary tract infections. All right, Dr. Raymond, your good news of the week. Good news what of the week. What do we got? Yeah, you know, um, Sunday's Earth Day. Yep. And um, the theme this year is invest in the planet. 
Um, and we have such great parks here in Milwaukee. We do. That, um, heck, you can go out and enjoy the earth mm-hmm. in any of our wonderful parks. I like that. What a great idea. Spring has Very sprung. Nice. Thank you, Dr. Raymond. Dr. John Thank Raymond you. is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. Always appreciate you, Dr. Raymond. Thanks, John. Thank you.